Hey, hey. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Welcome to Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I'm Kirsten Galfan, your host. I started my company, Fitness Inspired, in 2008. I have my master's degree in exercise science. And yeah, I started my company with the mission and the vision of making changes you love to live with. And I'm so excited to continue doing that every single day. And I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, applications, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. Hey, Dr. Allie, how are you? I'm doing great, Houston. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm so glad to have you here on the podcast. I'm just excited to dive in, but before we do that, uh, I want you to tell us a little bit about you, your credentials and all that. And I mean, there's many reasons why I think you're like, there's many ways we could go today with the things I can ask you and the things you can help us with. Um, But I just really see the value in right now as far as where I am in my journey. And I think everyone can resonate with uh, something we were talking about at the end of last time I saw you at the chiropractors. <laughs> so there we go. I gave away, you know, your uh, part of part of your story. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm, my name is Dr. Allie. I'm a chiropractor, obviously. Um, I work at an office here in Grand Rapids. And um, I've been practicing. I'm in my third year of practice. Um, I went to chiropractic school in Atlanta, Georgia, and then moved back to Michigan. I'm originally from Michigan. Um, And I specialized a bit in like pediatric and prenatal chiropractic too. Um, And I really loved the idea of chiropractic. I really loved why I got into it. Um, The idea of helping your body heal from the inside out and helping your body kind of come back. I like to say to come back home to what we already know, what's already within us. Um, the innate intelligence that like spark within us that knows how to help us heal, how to help us live and thrive and move, um, helping us just come back to that, um, take away any interferences, take away any built up stress and tension patterns that we may be holding and just help us come home to that. Um, yeah. And so I think like what we talked about at the end of last visit got a little bit more into like the neurology of it, which is also love. So that's kind of cool about our profession is you can be as nerdy as you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That explanation was so inspirational. And I want us all to kind of like soak in to that coming home back to yourself. Like we already have it in us. It's just kind of um, sometimes I think about from my line of work too, is we kind of unlearn things that we shouldn't unlearn like kids have it right and then somehow we come to adulthood and we're like wait what happened right right because like kids are so good at just knowing certain things that we somehow along the way kind of unlearn uh anyway so that's a little a little sidebar but (laughs) i really am interested in the side of chiropractic, obviously, at least what I think of, maybe it's not obvious, but what I think of chiropractic in general is I think, oh my goodness, there's something wrong, fix it. But some of the questions I was asking before was thinking about how we can 
turn down the like fight or flight response in our body. And I was kind of asking you, and I'll ask you again. Uh, so can chiropractic work help with that? And how does it? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So just to kind of give big picture, if I use these words, I'm going to try not to, but there's two divisions of your nervous system. You're sympathetic, which is like fight or flight, high stress, go, go, go. And then there's parasympathetic, which you can think of that one. It's kind of like relax, rest, digest, breathe. Um, so those two divisions are kind of ebb ebbing and flowing and neither one is bad inherently. We just tend to, as a society, live more in that fight or flight, right? Like most people, if you run into them on the streets, they're in a little bit more of a fight or flight, you know, plateau rather than living a little closer to that lower, you know, rest, digest, relax phase. Um, so a lot of any kind of like mindfulness and bodyfulness, a lot of that is tapping into helping your body get off of this stress roller coaster, this stress, like stuck in this chronic high and getting down into more of that embodiment parasympathetic or a relaxing zone. So when we look at chiropractic, how is it doing that? Well, if your body's always holding these stress patterns, it's always holding, you know, it's head forward, it's shoulders hunched, closing down on heart space, you know, tanking in on your low back, all of those good things that we see very commonly. It's putting more stress on the spinal cord and I'm sending stress signals to your brain saying like, hey, this isn't safe. This body all of a sudden isn't as safe to live in. Like it doesn't feel good to move. It doesn't feel as easy to breathe. It doesn't feel as easy to just move through life. Um, so the more our body is moving improperly, the more stressing those are sending to the brain and kind of vice versa too. As our body sends stress signals to the brain, it also kind of becomes harder to hold ourselves in a better posture. If you think of like, for example, like a dog that's been abused, it kind of commonly like curls itself under and comes in and is a little more scared to enter into the world. So it's kind of this chicken and the egg, which one came first, but either way, we're just going to help take those layers off of the body and help the body come back. Like I said, come back home to what feels more safe and what feels more natural, open up that heart space a little bit, help your body move properly and without pain, because pain is also increasing any kind of stress signals to the brain. Um, so when it comes to yes, chiropractic for sure, I think is helping your body come out from that fight or flight into the more relaxed state. Um, so is a lot of other things like any kind of mindfulness, yoga, meditation, um, even like working out and having ways of relieving those stress systems and tension patterns we hold. Um, yeah. all of that is helping us, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So I had a few questions in different directions come up when you're explaining that. One would be, I love that you said it's neither system, the sympathetic or parasympathetic, they're both good. They're, they're not, neither are yeah. bad, really. Ebb and flow. Um, I've heard and seen a lot of smack talking, I'll call it, about cortisol. But once again, it's not inherently bad, right? So will you talk to us a little bit about cortisol as far as like, that's one of the stress reactions. And I want to hear what you have to say on it. And I just heard something recently. I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. So I want to kind of hear about your take on cortisol and the interaction of all of this put together as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cortisol is one of our biggest stress hormones. Um, so what, when we're any, in any kind of chronic stress, um, 
it's going to kind of uphold those processes of stress in our bodies. One of them being releasing cortisol. So what can happen again with like the snack talk that's happening is likely when we're talking about being in chronic stress periods for a mm. long time. Um, so of course, cortisol is going to become a bit overproduced. Um, or our body's just going to become a bit more used to producing higher amounts of it than it really should be. And that in our body and our system for any kind of hormone or nutrient or anything too much of it's not going to be good over a long period of time, especially. Um, so that's when we start to see what cortisol is really doing on our body long-term at too high of levels. And then that's when we kind of get the poor negative effects of it. Um, we get like weight gain and an ability to lose the weight and there's even, you know, syndromes that you can get because of, I think, Cushing syndrome, you can get, um, or maybe it's AdSense, <laughs> taking me back to my like pathology days, but there's <laughs> literally come down with because of having too high of levels of cortisol in your body doesn't know how to stop producing it because it's just stuck in this chronic stress. Um, so of course not good in that sense, but is it bad inherently? I would disagree on that. I think, or I would agree that it's not bad <laughs> Yeah, um, that we need that. We need that to spike, you know, we need our adrenal glands to spike and we need to like go and get up and move and do things and be able to be physically active. And that's naturally going to be stressing our body out and putting us in a sympathetic state and producing cortisol. Cause we're like being stressed out. Um, and I think that's how our bodies grow and thrive is by, you have to stress the system. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think that it's also good, obviously for it to be chronically stressed over right. or like, and essentially our sympathetic system, you can think of as kind of like running from a tiger. And so our blood, it like shunts away from our core and it goes to all our extremities. It goes to our muscles. It goes to our heart to beat faster and our lungs to breathe faster. Um, because that's what we need when we're going to run outrun a tiger. We don't need to really have well digestion. We don't really need to have great hormone cascades. Um, a lot of the internal processes kind of get shunted and we, we think like, all right, what's going to keep us alive right now. Um, so thinking about our body being chronically in that state, not going to be great, especially when the cortisol system starts to overrun and become, you know, the dominant, the dominant hormone producer in our body. Um, right. So running from a tiger isn't bad. You need to be able to run from a tiger sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just the idea of constantly. We being can't like, be constantly running from tiger the whole time. Yeah. We're going to yes. get tired. And that totally makes sense. You're going to drain yourself out. If not physically, like mentally, emotionally, physiologically, you're going to wear yourself out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what is the anecdote to, like you said, the chronic cortisol is the problem the chronic state of running from the tiger the whole time like running from a tiger is a sprint and if we're constantly running from tigers in our systems that is like basically attempting to do a, a marathon constantly in the sprint type of way yeah that's that, that's just the way i thought of it because i'm thinking like sprint fast switch muscles slow twitch muscles so I think the key word here is adaptation. Um, I always say as a chiropractor, I'm not going to take your stress away from you, but I'll help your body be able to adapt to it because that's what, that's again, what it means to be human, what it means to live fully, right? Is to be able to have stress in your life, but be able to adapt to it because we're always going to have stress. Even if that stress is just driving in the morning to work or, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, your daily workout, maybe that's your stress of the day. It's still a stress on your body. Mm -hmm. um, never going to take that away. 
but helping your body be able to adapt and know like, Hey, this is safe. This is a safe stress. It's okay. We can be stressed for a minute here, but we're going to be able to dip down back into that parasympathetic and help our body, you know, thrive afterwards. Um, because it's the key is being able to switch from one to the other and being able to maybe live your life a bit closer to that parasympathetic kind of level. Um, so that you're not, you know, riding that high for a long time and trying to always get out of that stress. Um, so yeah, like I kind of said before, I'd say like remedies for that would be getting more in touch with mindfulness in your body and also bodyfulness, I like to say. So whether that's again, like yoga and coming back down or chiropractic is obviously my number one that I like getting, um, when our body has aberrant flow to it and core movement patterns and core holding patterns, it's going to be a lot harder for your neurology to come down and to relax when it's constantly trying to almost work harder just to do the same thing every day. Um, when it has a more able-bodied flow and function to it, it'll be easier for your sympathetic parasympathetic system to kind of take back in the front seat and say like, Hey, okay, no, this is truly who you are. Um, be a bit more embodied and let's live at this place because we're this house is safe. This house we have here on this earth here is safe. <laughs> Hey, hey, thanks for listening. I wanted to introduce to you a few of my friends who are also entrepreneurs, small businesses who I think are making a great impact. Here they are. Christine Borst of Christine Borst Creative Studio here. I'm a professor and therapist turned creative entrepreneur, and I want to offer listeners of this podcast 10% off my Etsy shop featuring whimsical art and fitness inspired gear. Find links to my shop at christineborst.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, B as in boy, O-R-S-T dot com, and follow me on Instagram at Christine Borst Creative Studio. Use the code FI2021 for 10% off your order. Hi, this is Courtney with Beauty Counter. On average, a woman uses 12 personal care products a day. This means we may be exposing ourselves to hundreds of chemicals and toxins before leaving the house in the morning. The personal care and cosmetics industry in the United States is unregulated, which means that everything we use from deodorant to body wash, lipstick, mascara is full of harmful ingredients. The great news is that it only takes three days of using safer products to see a decrease in your toxicity levels. Email me for more information and a 20% off code for beauty counter at cachambers3 at gmail.com. Sweet. Let's get back to our conversation. Yeah, totally. I like that because I know for me and maybe for anyone listening, if you ever like had problems sleeping at night, like calming down to sleep, like kind of bring it down to that restful state it at least doesn't work for me to be like, relax, Kirsten, relax. <laughs> like that doesn't work. So do you have any ideas for kind of rhythms we can have in our life? So we're like, okay, our body can kind of get used to knowing that, yes, it's safe to relax. Cause is that the issue? Is our body like confused body or mind or both confused about, okay, I, I still might need to run from this tiger. I still not, might need to be up here. Um, and then like kind of training or how do we tell our bodies we're safe? Like, can you give us some? And then you can go back into like how chiropractic too, how it tells us again um, yeah. that it is safe. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, 
I love like deep belly breathing practices because that's going to be like a very physical way of quite literally like stimulating that parasympathetic, like the nervous system kind of broken into sympathetic, parasympathetic, but a lot of them travel along the same nerves. There are some like main nerve pathways. I'm not sure if you've ever talked about the vagus nerve, um, but the vagus nerve is a really big component of the parasympathetic side. So the relax, rest, digest side. Um, and belly breathing is a big one that stimulates your vagus nerve. So that is a really good way of kind of helping tone your body back down, um, really using your diaphragm to breathe or diaphragms like a, a sphincter or when it moves and breathes, the vagus nerve goes right through that. So it's being kind of stimulated. So when every time we take a breath in our diaphragm depresses down, it's stimulating that vagus nerve. So that's a really good one. And it's very easy. Um, just lying on your back and taking big, deep belly breaths, trying to puff your abdomen up, um, can be a quite simple way to bring your body back down. Um, yeah, yeah that's one of my favorites, I would say. Yeah. And we can do that. It's a little easier laying down, but you can also yeah. do it sitting as yeah. well, right? Yep. Yep. I find myself trying to do it right now just cause you're talking about it, which is yeah. so good. Right. So good. It is so good. I'd use it for a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. I'm stressed out. I'm feeling nervous. Sometimes if I have hiccups, I'm like, okay, calm down, take some big uh, belly breaths. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. I love it. One thing also that I have tried and, you know, this little journey that we're all on a journey, right? And so I remind clients all the time that it's not going to be a straight line trajectory of progress or improvement or whatever it it ebbs and flows in your words or that it goes up and down but hopefully we're checking in and saying like doing experiments or checking with the data is what we're doing working so one thing that i've played with and see what you think about this is legs up a wall either like passively like scooting your butt up to the wall and having your legs up the wall um or doing it actively is a little bit more work at least when you have tight hamstrings <laughs> uh, so doing that basically and i've literally instructed my class before to be like okay take a deep breath and notice that you are safe you would never do this if you were not safe <laughs> Yeah. That is just like not going to happen. If someone was trying to rob you, you would not go into this position. So belly breathing, legs up a wall. Does that work? Is that an idea yeah. too? Yeah, absolutely. That's like the most simple form of an inversion and inversions are good for us. They're good for like, if you, you know, some of the most extreme forms being like handstands or headstands, but legs up a wall, it's still a good portion of your body. You're getting inverted. Um, and that's really good for you. I think it helps your blood flow, circulation, all of those good things. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I know you kind of explained this already, but I think it's good to hear it in different ways. And again, so when you're in that like fight or flight mode, oh, I had another question. So when you were explaining how chiropractor, like, okay, so explain again in the terms um, that we can all understand. That you're what chiropractic does as far as with the spine and um, helping you come down out of fight or flight. One more time for us. Yeah. So Review. 
kind of get the tag of being like a neck doctor or a back doctor, right? Which we kind of are, um, but we're really looking at your nervous system. So that's kind of why I talk about this stuff as much as I do, because it's kind of like the bread and butter of what I do. Um, your brain comes down into your spinal cord. Now, if your spinal cord comes every nerve that goes to every cell, tissue, organ, muscle in your whole body. Um, so if you have misalignments in your spine, in your vertebra, the bones of your spine, or if you have any kind of tension patterns holding your spine into um, kind of different formations that either make it harder to move, harder to breathe, harder for your brain to communicate to your body through your nervous system. Um, it's going to essentially, like I said, have to work harder to do the things that would be able to do easily. So it's making your body less efficient. Um, so what chiropractors are interested in is looking at, okay, how is this nervous system functioning? How is your brain able to talk to your body? How is your body able to talk back to your brain and say, Hey, we're safe here. Um, and anytime that our body has more stress on it, more, um, more like misalignment, say, or, um, more tension holding patterns, it's actually closer to a threshold of pain. Um, mm -hmm. so it's easier for us to be in pain when we're already, our bodies kind of already being stressed out and having to work harder to do what it should be able to do easily. Um, so what chiropractors do are find misalignments in the spine or find any kind of holding patterns, tension patterns in the body, in the muscles, fascia, all that stuff that's also connected to the spine and help the neurology to communicate more properly uh, symmetrically through the mm -hmm. adjustment, adjusting the body, helping it to be more symmetrical um, and helping like say one side has more holding pattern on the left and your rib cage is elevated. Um, and helping that to have more sym sym symmetry to it. Wow. Um, it's helping your body to not be in that state of like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I'm having to work harder just to kind of hold myself together. This doesn't really feel normal. All of a sudden it's like, oh wow. Okay. My muscles are all of a sudden doing what they should do because the nerves are now not like yelling at them. There's more of an even tone, even keeled tone throughout the system. Our body's like an ecosystem more than it is a box of a bunch of parts. It's not as much of a machine as it is an ecosystem. So you okay. can affect, I mean, if you affect one area of the body, you're actually affecting the whole body and how that whole fluid flow and it's communicating to itself. Um, so that's kind of the essence of, when I think of like fight or flight, sympathetic, parasympathetic, I almost think of it as like the pool that our body is swimming in, um, mm -hmm. the neurological pool that we're swimming in. Um, and so if our body is kind of almost too agitated as in this, like, bundle of bundle of nerves, quote unquote, uh, it's going to be harder to relax. It's going to be harder for that ebb and that flow and that, you know, our top to our top to our bottom and our bottom to talk back up to our top. top. <laughs> um, yeah. So adjustment and sometimes the adjustment is very light touch. Um, and I think maybe you've mm -hmm. experienced that too a bit with some of the adjustments we do. They're very light touch and they're very just helping kind of unwind those patterns. Sometimes they're a bit more manual and they're helping, you know, bring a little more mobility to an area too. Um, and kind of work with the proprioception in the body and work with kind of waking up certain systems and helping them to communicate and connect better too. Um, and so through the adjustment, we're helping to restore that natural flow um, and helping your body to kind of, yeah, come back to what a neutral state is, which is usually not as high in the sympathetics, a little more into the you know, neutral zone or more closer to the parasympathetic zone. Got you. Cool. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there's ever a thing where it's like too much too soon. I know mm -hmm. I've definitely experienced before when 
my body has probably been on high alert. Like the classic example I think of all the time that people can resonate with is during finals in college, I just kind of let everything else go, which I decided after the fact that was not the best plan (laughs) because then when my body did let down, I would always get sick. And so I've had different like extreme examples of that in my life that maybe other people would not resonate with, but is there, and then also when I work with clients, like for example, if the dysfunction that you're talking about in your line of work is so extreme, do you have to do it in like phases? Cause I'm just thinking, for example, um, for me in fitness, if I have a client whose pecs are so shortened and so that will make their shoulders come forward. And I'm sure there's chiropractic elements to this as well, right? Because, you know, they're walking around or doing things all day, probably in this like pattern, as you said. And so it's not like a switch that they're all of a sudden going to all be like all the way back in opposite or like in more of a functional position. So I guess my question is, is there anything you can educate us about and what to expect as far as does it go in phases Um, without being negative? Like if we have this dysfunctional pattern, obviously it took us a while to get there. Is it going to take us a while to get back? Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the best way I like to explain it is healing's not an event. It's a process and it's a lifelong process. Um, and so I think sometimes people walk into the chiropractor and they may have the idea of like, okay, she's just going to crack me and I'm going to be healed. Um, yeah. I have to come back and I'm like, hold on. How did we get in the place that we're in right now? It took a lot of years of building repetitive motions on top of each other, poor movement patterns, et cetera. Um, and maybe that's not the case. A lot of times that is the case. Maybe there was yeah. one big event that caused everything, but I, I would like to bet there was still a lot of buildup before that and after that. Um, and so, yes, it's going to be like peeling back the layers almost and getting back to how did we get ourselves here? How can we, yes, we'll help take away the pain or we won't take away the pain. We're my, I didn't say that. Um, we'll help you. <laughs> Re- <Okay>. Rewind that. Rewind, <laughs> edit, delete, just kidding. Um, that to the pain. Yes. That's like one of the first things I should say pain is usually one of the last things to come. And then it's one of the first things to go away. So, but beyond that, how can we help you after the pain started to subside? Okay. Say that again, say that again for the people in the back, because I think that's an important line. So say that again. A lot of times is one of the last things to show up and it's when you're Mm going to take action. And then it's one of the first things to subside when it comes to, yeah. So just because okay. pain goes away doesn't necessarily okay. mean that my healing journey is over. I'm done. I'm healed. I'm perfect. That's when you can really get into the deeper, deeper meaning of like, all right, how's my body functioning? How did I get to where I, where I was or where I am? Um, and how mm-hmm. can I help to kind of rewrite that story? Um, how can I help to go from this? You're not going to go right from shoulders curved under short pecs in one day to like perfectly open and like present in the world, right? (laughs) That's not usually the case. Um, Usually it's going to take time and repetition. It's going to take, you know, time of um, adjustments and also strengthening and stretching different muscles and finding more stability because a lot of times the joints are not centrally like centrated in the 
in their sockets either. So helping find, you know, a new home for all those joints and say like, oh, hey, actually it feels a lot better to hold myself here. Um, And not like forcing that person to leave your office and say, okay, you just need to stand up straight. No, how can we unwind your neurology so you don't feel the need to hold yourself in such a defense pattern? How can we unwind that so you feel safer? So this feels safer. So this can stretch and open and you can use your muscles and your extensors patterns to help hold your body this way. And that's going to take time. It's going to take more than just, you know, one magic stretch or one magic adjustment. Um, Unfortunately, and fortunately, I mean, thank God we're not not linear beings, right? Like I'm happy we heal non-linearly. That's, I think, one of the beautiful things about being human. (laughs) Exactly. And we appreciate it, (laughs) right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think it causes us to appreciate it more because can you imagine if it was just like, we are perfect robots. We wouldn't appreciate anything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at least I wouldn't maybe that, you know. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So this was so good. So good. We don't have time to get into it today, but maybe we'll have to do a follow-up episode because I have, after that last thing that you were talking about, the shoulder girdle, I have a million questions about the hip girdle. And Mm. I'm wondering for all the people who've had babies, if maybe, yeah, like I have a million questions about how we could maybe work on that process to feel better, but not to feel, I'm always comparing myself to how I felt before. Yeah. And after, and maybe that's not the most helpful thing. And Mm -hmm. I just think that you could really empower us in that way too. Um, Cause we're all connected. We are all connected. Body, all the parts (laughs) of the body, the movements. So anyway. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, but we'll save that for another day, another day. Yeah. Would you leave us with, well, first of all, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? How can we get in con- connection with you? Yeah, absolutely. So our office is Dynamic Essence Chiropractic. Um, that's our handle on Instagram. It's just all one word, it's dy- one word Dynamic Essence Chiropractic. Um, we post a lot on Instagram and Facebook, I would say mostly. And then we have a website too, which has all of our information on it and our phone number and our address. Um, and the website is grandrapidschirocenter.com. Um, but those would be probably the main ways to find out more about us and reach out and see on our website, there's little bios of each of us doctors and the front desk um, beautiful front desk ladies and our massage therapists and all that stuff. So you can kind of see who we are, get to know what we do. Um, that's a great way. And then our Instagram, we sometimes post a lot of educational content there too. And sometimes some goofy reels. So it's a fun time. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Awesome. And if you don't remember this one, this girl's named Dr. Allie. So she's awesome. And then as we leave, I always like to kind of empower us to be like okay what is a tiny step we could take today in the framework of you know dialing down the fight or flight system do you have any thoughts or anything we talked about today is like if we could start today or put it on our calendar for this week what's a a little step we could take yeah i think i would say I would challenge everyone's my challenge. Um, 
when you're feeling that run from a tiger feeling pop up, maybe you're sitting in traffic, maybe you're trying to get somewhere you want to get to, um, maybe you're getting frustrated at a meeting or on a phone call or a family, just coming home to that belly breathing. Um, and I would challenge you to take three deep belly breaths if you're feeling that. Um, and then notice how you feel before and after. And then notice like, does your body feel like a safer home to live in before that? And how does it feel after that? Does it feel a little bit better? Does it feel a little bit different? Does it just feel like this lady made me breathe and I hate that she made me breathe? And I feel like <laughs> that's fine too. That's okay if that's your answer. Just curiosity, challenge yourself and see if you can take the time to slow down and do that this week sometime. I like that. Yeah. I like that because it's that nice balance of being on demand because like you said, it's the, you know, if we notice it's happening, um, that can be super, super helpful for us. Yeah. Uh, but we're creatures that we want to have that, that automatic feedback, like instant gratification. And that gives us a little taste of it at least. Yes. And then we can remember and we can listen to this podcast over that this is a journey and it's a process. Healing is a process. I wrote that down, not an event. That's good. Absolutely. I'm going to remember that. that when I want something like this. <laughs> I know it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, your knowledge. This was so great. I learned so much. Thank you, Dr. Alley. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you. Yay! See ya! Bye! Thank you for listening to Making Changes You Love to Live With Podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free. And share this with a friend. You never know when you could just make their day.